And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torrezani. So I'm very, very thrilled to be here with Sydney Summer, a graduate of the same high school that I went to, even though I don't think either one of us actually graduated from Buckley, right? I feel like- I, I was only there my junior and okay, senior Okay, so year. see, there you go. <laughs> And I was only there eighth, ninth, and the middle of 10th grade. So there you go. That happened. We had a Buckley drop-in. Yes. Yes. A friendly drop-in. So we have known each other for a very long time and we've had very, you know, I would say parallel lives. And now as you went on to fashion and you like created this empire, if you will. You're too kind. No, but I will say this. We'll get into it, but you are absolutely the first person that I knew personally and like really was like a familiar with that had anything to do with immediate shopping, you know, the like to know, like the instant satisfaction of like, I wouldn't say a blogger because I wouldn't call you a blogger. I would say that you- I was a blogger though. That's how I started. Was that what it was called? I mean, I'm like, now everyone's like, oh, I wasn't a blogger. So I don't want to- It was. Oh no, I I own that. And you were the first of all of that. And I think that it is just absolutely the coolest. And now you are a mom to a beautiful, beautiful boy, Preston, who I can't wait to meet in person because his cheeks are so adorable. I just want to squish them through the phone. But the most important thing, I think, beyond you being a mom, beyond you being this like stylish lady, is that you care so much about the people around you. You care so much about mental health and mental wellness and self-care and you promote it. And you are one of the few people that I know that uses your platform to enhance mental awareness and mental health care. And you do such an amazing job. So I would love everyone to know who is Sydney Summer? How did you start? And you know, I want to learn about what it's like being a female entrepreneur doing this, paving the way on your own, and now being a single mom kicking ass. So let's first start with Sydney. You know, hello, how are you? <laughs> Hi. Well, I feel like I'm like tearing up. Maybe hormones are still a thing because that was the sweetest intro ever. <laughs> it is a thing. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm great. I mean, thank you for like, Alessandra, you've helped me so much. Like I had no clue what to do about baby. And, you know, I went through, we had talked about a depression during my pregnancy and like so much stuff. So thank you for being there both in person and or on the phone. Of course. I mean, seriously, like that's what the whole point of the podcast is. And I feel like for you too, like the point of the platform is like, yes, like you want to, you know, gain recognition and get a following because then that's your income and that's your, it's your life, right? It's how you can provide for your baby. But at the end of the day, there's something so special being able to be, you know, someone that is so approachable, that is so relatable. And I think that that's what you are. And that's what I hope. And I strive to be like where people feel that they can text me if they don't know me and ask me questions. And I'm like, let me tell you everything. It took me, you know, a long journey to figure this out. And now that I have this information, I would love to share it with everyone. So that's something that you do too. And, and it's, it's really exciting. It's all work in progress, right? (laughs) Exactly. It's always a work in progress, excuse me. But how did you start, you know, deciding like, you know what, I'm going to start, 
you know, sharing with the world who I am, my style, my inspiration. I know that you had a, a past life um, interviewing and, and being in, was it E! News or was it Access Hollywood? Yes, I remember e. it was something like that. It was E! Yeah, I, I used to do Access Hollywood afterwards, but yeah, it was E! Um, everything was very organic how it happened. Um, gosh, I feel old saying this because it was before Instagram. <laughs> Crazy. Um, right. So I was working for, yeah. So I worked for E straight out of college, and I always knew I wanted to be in fashion. But if you're graduating college, you take whatever job you can get, and entertainment. It's awesome. Sure. Uh, so I started there, and I quickly became their Hollywood party girl. I feel like I saw you at a few Halloween parties back in the day and covering. (laughs) I love your Halloween (laughs) costumes. We share love for Halloween. We share a huge love for Halloween. And now our kids are are obsessed with Halloween. So they have to be. (laughs) It's so much more fun with kids. Um, So yeah, so I was doing entertainment, but that was never my passion. I was doing it as a career, as a young 20 something. And so I kept trying to incorporate fashion into it. Long story short, just, you know, if you're starting out in your career, never be afraid to ask for things because, man, was I baldy. I would ask my editor-in-chief, I want to do this. I want to do that. Sometimes she'd say no. Sometimes she'd say yes. Even when she said no, I still pushed and pushed and pushed. Um, I ended up becoming the fashion editor for Style Network and I did E as well. So it was all about fashion and it was online through their website and through TV. And I loved the TV part, but I didn't feel like I could connect one-on-one with people. Cause you know, I mean, you do TV, like you're Mm. talking to the camera and people are watching you, but you can't really connect with them. And my friend who I'm still best friends with said, there's this thing called blogging. And I was like, ew, that's weird. (laughs) And I was like, you take photos of yourself and put them online. That's so creepy. But I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I did it with my head chopped off, which was weirder, right? Like, um, so eventually it just, yeah, it was totally strange, but eventually it grew into a blog. It was very organic how it happened. So I was still working full time at E and Style Network and they were just really supportive. And I got to a point where I was able to freelance for them and to start my blogging journey. And then Instagram happened. And then it was a whole nother story. Wow. Right. Exactly. And then Instagram happened. Yes, exactly. But I think what's so cool, what you're saying is being ballsy is the best thing. And I think that we forget that, mm-hmm. right? The older that we get, the more that we yeah. work. I feel like I yeah. find myself being super shy and not asking for favors like I used to or not asking for help when I need help because you, as you get older, you're like, oh, no, no, I can do this. Like I'm supposed to be the one that people are coming to me. But I think what's Mm -hmm. interesting is like tying it into the whole mom thing is now that I'm a mom and I, and I wonder if this experience is the same for you, I find myself like not giving a shit about anything and like really, truly just being like, (laughs) you know what, if I need help, like at first I wasn't asking for help when I was soon postpartum, like I was, you know, not wanting to, but now I'm just like, I don't care. I'll go up to anyone. I will be at an event with my baby. And, but it's almost like, because 
ladies, my emotional support. That's what I say is like when I go to an event, if I'm going alone, usually I would be so uncomfortable and I would be like on my phone or I would be like, you know what? I, I'd psych myself right. out. I'd be like, I'm not going to go because I don't want to go by myself. But I have her now and I'm like, well, she doesn't really talk, but she's still my best friend. And <laughs> so a- I feel like I have- So cute. <laughs> she's just so cute. And like, let me tell you, the people that I have met because of Lady is like sure. mind-blowing. Like I never meet these people before. Yeah. And I think that it's so interesting. Like, I wondered, like, do you have that experience? You know, obviously right at the beginning postpartum, I talked about being scared. You're like, no, but I think that there's a point once she turned like one, that's when I really started being like, oh, okay, Okay. I can do this. And I can, I have the power because I have her support, but it took a while. It did take a while. So sweet. I wish I had that. Um, I have the opposite. I am so bad at asking for help and I feel so lucky that I have the most incredible friends, but in LA. Um, so when I first gave birth to Preston, my best friend, Michelle, who's another Buckley alum, um, she came down, she took a break with her two kids, came down and helped me. My other friend that worked at E with me came down and helped me. And I, strive to get to the point you're at, I feel bad asking for help because I've always been known in my circle of friends and family as the strong one. And I've actually been having this conversation yeah. with one of my best friends. It's like, I don't want to be strong all the time, you know, but you have to, like, as a mom, you have yeah. to be strong. And I just, I would love to be able to accept that help. So hopefully I'll get there and I'm, I'm slowly getting there, but yeah, it's still so hard for me. But, you know, I think that it's a journey and it's, it is a struggle. And, you know, to be totally honest, like you will get there and it's, it's yeah. going to take time. I mean, Preston is still very young in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And I say this as <laughs> if my child is like 55 years old and I'm like, I know. I'm smoking like, and having a martini with her, me. you know what I mean? Like, but like, truly, I feel like it was this shift. It was like one day I woke up and I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to just ask these people for help. And I remember it was almost like when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Like I talked about this with a mom and she is the CEO of Style Seat. I don't know if you know what Style Seat is, but it's um, a really cool um, company. She said that she had Two, she has two kids and that she was like in the middle of it, like with just giving birth, like in the middle of it when she started this company and went and started to blow up. Wow. And she talks about how moms are the best people to hire because they are efficient. They get the job done. They don't have time to waste. And they're like, you know what? This is what we have to do. We only have this amount of time. Yeah. And we're going to get it done. And I find myself where it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm at that point now where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I am efficient. I can get a, a month work of work and bullshit of editing done in 30 minutes because that's all I have. Because you have to. Yeah. I do my whole career during visitation days. A hundred percent. It's exactly like that. Or Find that you're going to get to a point, which I got to, where I'm like, you know what? I don't give a shit anymore about 
asking for help. I'm going to ask for help because you know what? I'm going to ask someone who maybe I would be afraid to ask to be on my podcast before or be afraid to say, hey, do you mind reposting? Because I know that you have a mom audience and I'm trying to move towards the, you know, mental health mom space and like go through the journey that I'm on. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care anymore because you know what? Moms are always going to be there for each other. I've been noticing that. And Sydney, the best is the people that you thought like you grew up with and you're like, oh, I don't know about them. I'm fine. I'm reconnecting with people that I was not friends with growing up. And we've reconnected. Yes. But you were always really sweet. I'm talking about people that like I didn't vibe with because I was like, maybe I didn't think I was as cool as they were. And now it's like when you're a mom, you're all on the same playing field. You were so cool in high school. Oh, no, no. Jenna Goldsmith made me cool. And I have to say that because she'll she'll never let me live it down if I don't say that. But, you know, we're all on the same playing field and that's what we have to remember. And I think that's what you have to remember is like, we are all going through the high highs, the low lows and, and you on top of it, which is something that I want to talk about because it's something that I haven't talked about because I don't have this experience, but there are many listeners that do have this experience of being a single mom, you know, um, It's not something that everyone wishes for, you know, and they're like, oh my gosh, like this is the dream. But you know what? You make do with what the universe gives you and you are doing such a fantastic job. Is there something that you've learned in your time of being a single mom, an entrepreneur, and just a human being that you could share with other moms that are maybe, you know, in the middle of going through a divorce or are oh my gosh, I mean, maybe share, you know, a little bit so people can understand a little backstory as to how much this has been all on you. Okay. So I'll do a super quick one. Um, Basically, I was dating a man for less than a year, um, broke up with him just before our one-year anniversary, found out I was pregnant. Um, Mind you, I'd only been off birth control for like two months of my life since I was 16. I had got this weird parasite for my birthday. So the chances of me being pregnant at 38 years old were very slim. Um, But when I found out I was pregnant, had very long conversations with two of my best friends that are completely opposite and decided, you know, we just broke up. Maybe it's best to have this traditional family um, that I've always wanted. And, you know, we can fall in love again and it's best for the kid. Long story short, that did not happen. Um, It's been really, really awful. He turned out to be even worse than I thought when I broke up with him. So it's it's really awful. Um, I don't want to get into it, but not only have I not had support, I've also had the stress. So um, I almost died when I gave birth, which was really scary. Definitely the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, My son was 100% healthy. And then I had postpartum hemorrhage and it was touch and go whether Same. I was going to make it. So I did. Yay. Yes. Your episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, yes. I went through. Yes. That helped a lot. I listened to that, did therapy. Okay. Now. Um, so the recovery time, as you know, was rough and I was getting sued by the baby's father having to deal with legal stuff. So there was a lot behind the scenes. So it wasn't just hi, I'm a new mom. I'm bleeding. I can barely walk and I have this baby like eating my breast and making it, you know, like my nipple chapped and all this stuff that you normally have to deal with that we don't talk about that much. I had no clue. Um, And then on top of it, all this legal drama. So it was really rough. 
Um, and I think that goes back to the strength. It's like, shit, you just have to do it, right? Because <laughs> there's this baby. Right. Um, and yeah, it's not something that you wish on anyone. But uh, I don't know. A lot of people have said that God or the universe, whatever you believe in, gives you as much as you can handle. And I've been able to handle it with the help of my friends and family. I moved on to San Diego because my mom and my stepdad, who basically my dad um have been rocks so that helps majorly yeah. but i miss my friends in la so there's pros and cons but sure. what i've learned is really there are pros and cons to everything so it is hard for me yeah. often when i go to see my friends and i see and i know their relationships with their husbands aren't perfect because whose are um but you know i see this traditional family that i want and what I have come to realize is that since it's just me and Preston most of the time, my ex has visitation, but it's mainly me and Preston, we have this bond that I would have never had. You know, I I would have never had that if I had ended up with his father. I'm with Preston, like, up to the time that he closes his eyes and, like, he holds my hand and, oh, like, he's just the sweetest thing ever. So I think that helps. Um, and it just, my therapist told me this a while ago. And it's so true. It's like you can have it all, just not at the same time. So right now, I just accept mm. that I'm having this crazy bond with my child and love and marriage can come at another time. So, but I think that's with anything in life, Honestly, right? Like when your it's, career is killing it, like I, relationships yeah. suck. So yeah, so you can have it all, just not at one time. I think that's the most beautiful saying. And I want to like use that as a clip, like for the <laughs> podcast, because it's so true. And I think that we, you know, even though I can't understand what you're going through with all the, the stress, I can understand what your therapist is saying in the sense of like, and you can't have it all, just not all at once. Because there have been right. points where I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been out of work. I haven't been, you know, on a TV show. I haven't been doing a film. It's been years since COVID was the first thing that I got pregnant. Now I have the baby. And, and I think to myself, wow, but how lucky am I and how blessed am I that I'm able to spend this time with my baby that I never right. would have been able to do, say I were on a set. You know what I mean? Yeah, she yeah. could be in my trailer and I'd be giving her a boob, you know, in the trailer with my mom <laughs> there or my husband or something. But like, it right. wouldn't be the same bonding experience that I've been so lucky to have, right? And life ebbs and yeah. flows. And I think that, you know, if you look back at the grand scheme of things, if you look back at your life, you're like, wow, you know, everything does happen for a reason. I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. And sometimes I, I can say that to you like so like confidently. And then I say it to myself <laughs> and I'm like, I don't believe it, you know, <laughs> but I can say it confidently. So I hope that like by me saying it confidently, I can listen back to this episode and listen to myself. Some things I keep wondering yeah. why, but yeah, the majority of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that there always is that thing like where I, I'm a firm believer in like past lives too and like karmic destiny and like things happening for a reason. So, I mean, I don't know what the reason is for you, but I think that it's such a blessing and it's such a beautiful thing. And, and to see the way that you are with your son is so inspiring and it's so incredible. And I just think to myself like, wow, when you do meet that person that you're going to share your life with, how great that you'll be able to say like, look at all these memories that I have with my son. Look at all this bonding time. It's not going to be like, 
oh, let me try to, you know, fit you in a schedule and do half and half. It's like you've experienced such an amazing part of your son's life. And now, you know, later on, you'll be able to experience your own, you know, with him, you know? Exactly. And you can never get back first couple of years. No. And, and we forget about that. Right. And it goes by so fast. And I hated when people would say that to me, but it's like, I was just at breakfast this morning with lady and she, yeah. And she and I went into breakfast and I saw this woman and she had a little girl and she was two months old. I asked, and she was in a doona, just like lady in the same little posh peanut, like onesie. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. And I was like, how are you feeling? She's like, Oh, it was fine. Like it was an easy birth, easy to deliver. I'm like, what's that like? You know, like, right. Don't you always wonder like what, when people are like, Oh, it was easy. I'm like, really? You're, you're out and about. Oh, you can walk. Okay. Oh, cool. cool. (laughs) Not going to project, but I, I stopped myself from being like, it goes by so fast, but I just was sitting there and I got in the car and I remember being so remember it was like an hour ago. And I was so emotional because, and, and I started tearing up because I thought, Oh my gosh, that literally was lady a year ago. And it truly, it feels like just yesterday that I was sitting and bringing her out with me everywhere. Yeah. And like, she was this little like peanut in her like doona. She's still in her doona, <laughs> but she's not a peanut like that. Um, and you just have to remember like, wow, how lucky am I that I have so many incredible memories that she's only been in our life for 16 months, but geez, it feels like a so hundred years we've lived together, you know? I know. It feels like just yesterday I found out I was pregnant and I, I didn't even yeah. accept I was pregnant until I was like going into labor. <laughs> so yes. it was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean like behind me, like that's four weeks. I'm like four weeks, how are you four weeks? And now you're 36 weeks. Like, Oh. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It it's so like, fast. just wait till the weeks go away and then it becomes months and then it becomes years. And you're like, how did this oh. happen? You know, it's just like, <laughs> it's so wild, but how, you know, so we've talked about how, you know, stressful it, it was. What were some of the modalities that you were trying to do or things that you, you know, were practicing? I know that you're very big on Pilates and yoga and self-care. What is something that you could recommend to other moms that maybe are just so stressed out, maybe don't have the the funds to, you know, be going on a retreat and leaving their baby with a, you know, a nanny? Like what is something, you know, that, that you, that happened that you did that maybe you loved and, and you could share? Like for me, it was meditation. I, oh, I wish I could meditate. I'm so jealous of people who can. I can't. For me, it's um, like you said, Pilates is like my form of meditation or some movement like that. I, yeah. because of what happened during birth, I couldn't move down there. Um, so I did pelvic PT. I don't know. I don't I think you did that as well, right? I did I that. Um, I yeah, did that. It, it did really it work helped. for you? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I got to go back. But I did I think- the whole. Let me tell you, I did the chair. I did the vibrating chair. Did you do that thing? No. Oh my God. I had to do this vibrating chair that literally would vibrate for 20 minutes and you had to do it every like twice a week for like six weeks because I have incontinence problems and I can't stop peeing my pants because of the the hemorrhaging and everything. Anyways, it didn't work. So save your money, people. Mine worked, it was, uh, which was great. But I would do the physical therapy at home with my son. So I tried to make it right. just 
a bonding time. Like since I can't meditate at all, like my mind just thinks of bad sure. things <laughs> um, or just too many thoughts. And mm-hmm. so I would just create different games with him. So like my pelvic PT was a game. We would sing songs. And for me, music was really helpful. So just creating playlists, um, listening to both sad songs, happy songs, getting me through it. Uh, but honestly, the biggest thing that got me through it, and again, it was something, my therapist is awesome. I'm, I'm seeing her less because of financials. I can't afford it anymore, but gosh, sure, she was sure. amazing. Um, the thing she taught me was instead of using the word but, use the word and. So this helped me so much. And you can use it whether you're a mom, whether you're not a mom, it doesn't matter. But it's like, I love my son and I'm in so much fucking pain and I will be okay. And I repeated stuff like that every day. And it really helps because for whatever reason, it just like lets you take in all the feelings and it's okay to be sad and happy at the same time. It's okay to love something so much and miss your old life a little bit. And it just gave me a little bit more permission to like feel the feelings and move on. Right. It gives you grace. And I think that's so important. We have to give ourselves grace, but it's true because I feel like there's moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. I mean, I have, I was on this, 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 um, um, text chat, like it was like a group chat of like 20 people that I used to like during COVID times do like game nights with, and they constantly were writing and writing and writing. And I really love every single person that's on there, but it got to be so much where they were like, Oh my gosh, should we go out here? Should we go do this? And I'm like, I, 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 I don't want to be doing that, but I also don't want to be seeing that kind of stuff anymore. Do you know what I mean? Where you're like, okay, I need to like, and I, and I left the group chat and it's so funny because my husband's still in the group chat and like, everyone's like, oh my mom didn't have time for this, you know? And he's like, he's like, nope, she didn't have time for this. She couldn't hear it anymore. You know, your time's limited. Yeah. Your time is limited. And I feel like it's okay for you to miss some moments in your life, you know, that you used to be able to do. I mean, I used to be able to be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go and spend the weekend, you know, in the desert and just like leave right now. I actually did that two weeks ago with Preston. Right. Right. And you're like, I have to have all the accoutrements with me and everything. You know, it's not as easy. It's not as flexible. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to just like go on a plane and go to Vegas for 24 hours and then come back. You know what I mean? You're not doing that. And it's okay to say that you miss your life and you're excited for your new life. You know, so I love that. The button and that's, oh, that's really fantastic. I love that. So getting rid of butts. And increasing and. I love that. And going on to the and, how have you been being a mom, balancing your life of work and baby, doing it all by yourself? How, how do you do it? Do you, do you sleep? (laughs) Like, because I feel like you're (laughs) always going and you're amazing. Yes, I'm a Pisces. I need sleep. Luckily, my son is a Pisces as well. and He loves sleeping. Thank goodness. So we're good with the sleep department. Oh. Um, I go to sleep when he does yeah. often. Um, I'm just so tired all the time. Yeah, of course. It's really just, uh, again, giving myself the grace, which is something that I'm working on. It's very hard. Um, I actually wear this necklace to remind me. So my parents gave me this necklace. It's a key. I don't know if you can see it. Um, and they gave it to me when I started oh. my blog a zillion years ago as the key to success because I thought the key to success work-wise was just to make a ton of money and to be recognized and all that. I did that 
wasn't happy, went into a deep depression and tried to figure out what success means to me. And then, you know, became pregnant. Um, so I'm figuring out the success yeah. part. But I'm just trying to remember that work is a work in progress. So I'm not as hard on myself right now. Um, luckily, I, you know, Right. I am in a fortunate situation where I saved enough, like I'm draining my savings right now, but um, I saved enough where I right. can do this. I, I have the luxury of that, where I can figure out what is meaningful work-wise rather than just, you know, hustling 24-7. So it's just finding a balance and I'm just trying to enjoy the moments with Preston and just remember that I don't get them back. And really soon he's going to be in preschool and then I can work my ass off at 300% like I used to. <laughs> No. And it's so true. And is there a part of you that since like, since becoming a mom for me, at least like I find myself wondering so much about career about like, do I still love what I used to do? Do I want to expand on it? Like, do I want to try something different? Like I find I have mm -hmm. so many millions of ideas that I want to do, but then I'm like, oh my God, how do I have the time? Or, or I forget about it because I have mom brain and like, that's a real thing. And then I never write anything down. Um, so then I forget. Um, but do you find yourself since having a child almost rethinking your career of like, oh, maybe I oh want to try yes. something else. Like, um, yeah. And be inspired. Yeah. You should see one of the notes in my iPhone. Yeah. It's all these ideas. So many ideas. I mean, I even, one of the ideas, my friend and I we were on um, chat GPT and asking AI for a name for the business. And I'm like, when do I think I have the time to create a whole new business and be an entrepreneurial badass again? So yeah, it's tricky. You really have to figure out your time. And I just keep thinking, I'm like, I like what I do. I'm going to keep doing it. Am I doing it at the same yeah. amount of success as I used to? No, but that's okay for now. And like I said, Preston's right. going to be in preschool in you know, just a couple of years, and then I'm going to figure it out. So trying to give myself a little Yeah. <laughs> Have you had a lot of, you, you wrote this incredible piece about your, you know, getting back to your, your birth experience and your birth story. You wrote this incredible piece about, you know, your you know, postpartum hemorrhaging. And like, I've experienced that. We do not have to get into detail of that because I feel like everyone's heard it. And it's, it's very similar and it's very heartwarming, like heart wrenching. I would say not heartwarming, heart wrenching. Um, and definitely you know, not I really would love, I'm going to, no, definitely not. And I'm going to put, um, a link to the, the piece on, on the show notes because it's so beautiful. Did oh, you have moms that reached out to you about, um, that moment because I, I had a lot of people that reached out to me when I shared my experience. It was way more common than I had thought. Yes. I could not believe how common. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe how many people had it. I thought it was something that happens, you know, in countries where they don't have the medical you know, ability that we have in America that we're so sure. lucky to have, but no, it's right. It's, yeah. There's a lot of people who have it. Um, it was pretty scary, but I noticed a lot of women didn't want to talk about it. Like they reached out saying like, thank you. You know, this really, um, I had something similar too, but they didn't really want to go back there and talk about it. What I really had a lot of women reach out to about is people going through a divorce or if they are a single mom or just navigating single motherhood, because that is tricky no matter your situation. So I've had a lot of moms recently. Right. Um, talking to me about that and their experience and everything. No, but I think that that's so, so fantastic that so many people have reached out to you. And I think that, look, what I think is so special about you and I think what's so great about 
your platform and the things that you've created and you've put so much work in it since day one of, of being an inquiratical blogger. We'll say that at the beginning that that's what you did. You had a blog. We're going to go with that. Um, but what you have done is you have created a place where people feel safe. They feel like it's a stigma free zone. You're like, this is me. This is who I am. This is the life I'm going through. It is not pretty all the time, but I do wear really pretty things and I have a really pretty baby and like, this is what it is. But you've created this environment and this place like where people feel so open and so, so you're just so honest. And I just, I really do appreciate it because I watch your stuff all day long and I get so excited to see it. And like, when I see, you know, you, you going through the stress and the, the anxiety and the hurt and the pain of dealing with, you know, your son's father, like I, I feel that with you, like, because I know, like, even though I can't experience exactly that, I know the anxiety of like feeling like someone takes your baby away and like, what that feels like and how hurtful it is and just the ups and the downs. And you just create such a beautiful environment and a warm, loving environment for all of your followers and the people that are coming along on your journey. You really, you really do. And I know that you're, you're touching so many, so many women's lives, because let me tell you, people think that marriages are perfect. People think that relationships are perfect. People don't under, they don't see the real, like the real, the real stuff behind it all. People think everything's perfect. Yeah. I mean, people think everything's perfect and myself included. And I know how unperfect Instagram is yet. I still find myself getting so caught up So I, like you said, you kind of muted people in your real life. I think it's so important to mute people on Instagram and your real life. It doesn't mean you don't like them. It just means you can't, you don't have the capacity for all that right now. Um, Because as much as you try to remember, like, this is not real, it's hard. Like, we're human. So it's hard to remember that. And that's why, I mean, I don't share everything, obviously, and respect for my son. Um, But yeah, I just want people to know, like things aren't perfect and that's okay. And it's okay to be messy and still pretty and feel like a, you know, awful, like just all the things you can feel all the things. (laughs) You can feel all the feelings. Um, I'm actually starting a sub stack this week. What's that? Oh, it's, it's like, um, a bunch of newsletters and it's basically, I feel like it's like blogging 2.0. So I am very type A and structured and my old newsletter, it was during my I want to be a big boss bitch era. So it was all about like sell, sell, sell. Um, but Substack, it really gets back to writing and it's raw and it's unfiltered. And it's kind of like a podcast, but for writers. <laughs> um, so like I could never do what you do, uh, yeah. but I miss writing. So Substack is just, you know, some people pay for it. So mine's going to be free and you just you get weekly or bi-weekly and it's just a way to talk to people, but through written form. Wait, that's so, okay. Wait, I want to totally look into that because that one. is so cool. Like yeah, I need, I need <laughs> one. I can do like a bonus, like emotional support. Oh my God. That would be so fun. Yes, that, see, that's so great. And like, I, I, oh my gosh, I can't wait to subscribe and read all of that. And that's so amazing. And look, I would be doing a disservice if I didn't talk about how much, 
you give back literally to the mental health community and you do so much in, in bringing awareness to mental health and, and, and mental illness. And I just want to thank you so much for, for doing that and using your platform for that, you know, because it's so important. It's hard because I mean, it's just such a stigma. Like I had an ex-boyfriend, I actually connected with his ex-girlfriend that he was cheating on me with later. Anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. Um, no. But I was telling her, <laughs> um, I was telling her how he once told me, he's like, I don't know if I want to have kids with you because, you know, you had a bout of depression. Are you serious? What? So it's such a stigma still. It's such a stigma. I mean, listen, we've all been there of the the guys who use the mental illness against you. You know, I've talked about it a lot. Like oh it's happened in like, oh yeah. look, it's, 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 <laughs> It's absolutely the worst. And, you know, I feel like we're slowly but surely getting to a new state in our life of like accepting it because I feel like with COVID, I feel like so many people so. dealt with mental illness. I hope so. Um, but I don't hope that people slowly. deal with mental illness, but I hope that people are understanding that mental illness and mental health is something that needs to be like, you know, in the forefront. Um, and that's why I preach it all the time. And I'm sure people are super annoyed on my social media that that's all I talk about that, but that of babies, but it's something that I feel passionate no, about. It's so helpful. Well, I feel like it's, it's so helpful, helpful for people that want the help. Yeah. So, well, thank you. It's that also helpful to see, so so I, I don't know, for me with you, like, it's so helpful to see, it's like, I have this mental illness that I work around yeah. and I still have a husband and a baby and a new career and an old career that I want to revive. And just seeing like that you can do it all, not at one time, but you can do it all while dealing yeah, with Yeah, not at all. You know, like I'll always have depression running in my family, but you know, I can still yep. do everything. It just, it just is what it is. Sure. And it's scary, right? Because you know that it runs in your family and you're like, oh my gosh, like, is my kid going to have this? Like, and you know, I find myself like right. watching things that lady does like throughout the day. And I'm like, oh my God, is that, you know, do you think that she has bipolar disorder because she's doing so? And it's like, no, I can't project that on her, but I am very right. blessed and I'm very happy. And I know that my mom is happy because it's like, we've identified what the problem was. There is a solution to it. There are many different types of solutions to it. And so if that right. were to come to fruition and she were to live with this disorder, like, hey, at least we have the resources and like, it won't be as hard as it was for my mom, where it was 30 years of trying to figure out what it is, like what's going on, like what can oh we gosh. do to fix it, you know, um, trial and error. So I think that there is, that is right. such a beautiful thing that you know how, how well to serve your child because of the things that you've been through and the things that your, your mom's been through, you know, with you. So I think yeah, it's, I mean, it's hopefully. over and above. Like all. I said, we're both Pisces. So we're both yeah. going to be very emotional. <laughs> And that's okay. I love Pisces. Yeah. You guys are water babies and I and I love it. I am a secret water baby, so I absolutely love that. What sign are you? Uh, I'm a, well, I'm actually a Gemini and my daughter's a Gemini, so it's so funny that both of us have our own signs, but she is her moon is in Pisces. So she's very much very emotional. She's very much of a water baby too. Like she loves Everything we'll is water. We'll have to all go swimming. Water. I can't get her out of. <laughs> yes, I would love that. Well, I'm going to ask you my final question that I ask everyone on the show. What is your emotional support? My emotional support is my mom, hands down. Oh. She's my best friend. And what's so funny is when we were in high school, 
uh, gosh, we fought all the time. I mean, to the point where sometimes she would block the driveway with these big pots so I wouldn't drive off. I ran away from home. Like we had intense fights, um, but I don't know what I would do without her. Like she is just my rock. Oh, I, I love that you have that relationship <laughs> with your mom because I have that relationship with my mom and I, I feel know. like I don't know what I would do without her when it came to raising a child. I, I couldn't look. That's why I'm in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. I would follow her anywhere because it was like, I needed, you know, people don't talk about it, but like, you know, I needed my mom too. You know, I get emotional about it. I think about it, but like, I needed my mom. Like I needed, you know, and we're very blessed and very lucky that we have that, you know, because it's, it's a very, it's, it's a very special, a special thing. Sydney, how can everyone find you on social media, on the website, on short stack? I'm going to have a, I'm going to have all her links in, in, um, the show notes. Substack, 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 short stack. I'm going to take that out. See, I'm thinking about pancakes. I had them for breakfast and I'm like wanting more, uh, Substack. Um, how can everyone find you? I'm Sydney Summer on almost everything. Um, it's spelled a little funky, so you can look below on how to spell it. And then my blog is called Sydney Style. Oh, I love it. Well, I am so grateful that you came on here. Thank you so much for your honesty and your openness. <laughs> <laughs> 